Welcome to the SPIN series. This is a story by Neil Ryan, and we're going to meet Ryan right now. Oh, good morning, everybody. Uh, I have a story to read, but I need to give you a little bit of background. It's actually a, a, a prize-winning uh, short story, uh, and it's a program that uh, gives me the first paragraph of a story and I have to follow, uh, uh, I have to create a story that touches on the, on the information provided in the first paragraph. And that first paragraph would appear in my email on Saturday morning. And 24 hours later at nine o'clock on Sunday morning, it has to be in the, in the in basket of the, woman that runs the the program it's called a 24-hour short story contest and this is one of the winners and it's called Jane of the car it arrived uh, on Saturday around that time anyway around the beginning of August and and uh, Saturday morning uh, she sends me the the introduce introducing and by the way i should introduce myself my name is neil ryan i am a writer of poetry and short stories and uh, my book is called from the other side which is an amazingly beautiful because it comes from the other side it's i, I get to be the scribe to write down the words that come to me as, as a gift but Here's the, the story, and it's called Jane of the Car. Their trips to the drive-in movie were always the same. Frank would fall asleep as she would quietly leave the vehicle to go to the concession stand to get popcorn, milk duds, and a soda. As she walked back to the car with her goodies, the car side speakers suddenly went silent and the screen went blank, throwing the entire movie lot into darkness. She stopped temporarily blinded. Then the screen lit back up again, showing a visual of her standing there holding popcorn, milk duds, and a soda. It was a perfect portrait of herself jane ridley ridley on a screen 40 feet high and 30 feet uh, uh, 40 feet wide and 30 feet high that's the introduction that she gave me now here this is my my component it seemed as though everything froze no sound nothing moved there was no light from the concession stand, no crickets chirped. She just stood there looking up at herself on a drive-in on a drive-in movie screen. Her mind desperately trying to figure out what was going on. Jane continued on a few feet. And as she did, Jane on the screen continued on a few feet. She stopped again and looked up at the screen. Her mind raised, is this some kind of joke? Well, it isn't funny, she said out loud as she returned to the car. 
Hello, Jane, the voice said and paused, waiting for a response. Who are you? How are you doing this? You're doing this, Jane. Well, actually, your subconscious is doing it. It has taken control of everything around you and wants your attention. I'm your subconscious, and I was watching your life unfold, and you kept telling me how deeply dissatisfied you were with your life. So it, she, your subconscious, decided to show you so that you could see for yourself without distraction. Our subconscious decided you weren't paying close enough attention to your life. So everywhere you go, wherever there is a screen, you will be on it. Your subconscious will broadcast every moment of your life to you. Everything you do will be on a screen that only you can see. But that is all you will ever see. And the soundtrack will be your thoughts. A sort of mindfulness intensified. This is insane, Jane thought, which was spoken aloud by the character on the screen. The Jane of the screen spoke out loud as Jane sitting in the car thought them. Have I gone insane? Oh God, please don't let this happen. They both spoke that at the same time. Because of the size and shape of the drive-in parking lot, there was a slight echo so that Jane of the car could hear Jane of the screen speaking the words as she thought them. Stop this, stop this. I can't hear myself talk and think at the same time. Of course you can, Jane. You do it all the time. You allow your mind to ramble on incessantly while your subconscious tries to keep up to the constant stream of mind chatter not connected to all of the aware at all to the awareness of the feelings that are offered up by your subconscious that's not true she said i don't ramble on do i jane of the screen looked directly at jane of the car we wouldn't talk to our best friend like that but your mind just reminded you of the accusation that we talk too much. Your mind is not your best friend, and we recognize this is a familiar accusation. After one of our rants, rants, or when we babble on with lectures about something that we know very little about, then we hear the accusation motor, motor mouth. We feel the feeling of shame that we always talk too much. When and how often did your mother tell us that we talked too much and called us a chatterbox? Asked the screen. And this is one of a thousand childhood beliefs that no longer serve us. This has got to stop or it will drive me insane, thought Jane, and heard the words, in the echo from the screen. We are already insane, came the thought. Being terribly unhappy and doing nothing to change it, that's insane, came the words. 
I believe in the common vernacular, it is described as doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. Just create, pardon me, I have no idea where to start. I wouldn't know where to begin, spoke Jane of the card. Just create an intention to change and the universe will bring us a way, a path and a place to begin. Just create the intention and mountains will move. It is time to take action, Jane. Pay attention to our feelings and our subconscious will open the doorway to a happy life of value. Wait and the subconscious part of us will atrophy and produce the chemicals to numb out our existence. Act now and our subconscious will inspire us to achieve the change we so desperately desire. Use the power of that desperation and our life will open the doorway to joy and to love. The screen flickered and went dark. It was dark for what seemed to Jane like it was forever. The concession lights came on and a voice came over the side speaker. Sorry about the power failure. We have no idea what happened, but we fixed it. And we'll return to, return to our movie, A Beautiful Mind, in just a moment. Enjoy. Thank you. Well, this is another 24-hour story. Arrived uh, two weeks ago, Saturday morning, and uh, and I, <laughs> I wrote it uh, in two hours and and a half from 6:30 Sunday morning. I finally got around to writing the story. But anyway, it's only 482 pages, uh, 482 words, and it's called the Alien. Now, remember the first paragraph is always the introduction that I'm given. And so it's called The Alien. She squinted at the dark yellow leaves blowing in through the broken window, scattering to the corners of the room. She'd never had any friends, and she had her transparent white skin and pink eyes to thank for them. Having never attended regular school didn't help her social status either. Yet, on this freezing cold night, she found herself huddled on the floor in the abandoned hunting shack, surrounded by girls she'd passed by on the woods. She startled when the red-headed one of them leaned forward and spat out, Truth or dare! Elia could not get used to the aggressive nature of the Earth people. What is truth or dare, please, she asked. Stupid alien, don't they teach you anything in alien school? <clears throat> the red-headed girl continued. I learned lots, but truth or dare, please. What is truth or dare, please? It's a game. She paused. Oh, forget it. But we're going to have to do something to warm up or we'll freeze to death. 
Elia insisted, please, if this is common knowledge, I should be learned of, tell me, please. It's a game where you must choose to either tell the truth or something weird that you really don't, you'll have to do something weird that you really don't want to do. I'm always tell truth. Why would I not, please? The red-headed girl frustrated at the innocence of the alien, either faked or real, damn you girl, or whatever you are, I want to know, are you a girl? Do you have all the right parts? Are you made the same as us girls, she asked, gesturing at the others. <clears throat> I do not know, Alia said. When I arrived, your medical staff declared me a girl and entered that information on my papers. But whatever having, whatever having been introduced to why, I'm sorry, but never having been introduced to why the doctors made that determination is information I do not have, please. Well, Alia, red-headed protagonist stood up. It, perhaps it's times the red-headed girl said that we told you how and why they made that determination. Just then, a small device in Alien's pocket made a sound. She took out a small square box and placed it to the side of her head. Yes, please. Yes, there are three, please. Yes, I think good specimens of teenage females. Yes, please. Now would be a good time, please. Thank you, please. Well, friends, you have been invited to meet my commander on board my mothership. There it will be an eventful experience for you. Alia turned to the red-headed girl. I think I'm going to particularly enjoy dissecting you. Perhaps, especially you, please. Four to transport, please. Dark yellow leaves continued blowing in through the broken window and scattering to the corners of the rooms of the abandoned hunting shack. That was the alien. A uh, 448 word uh, short story written in two and a half hours. Um, and my name is Neil Ryan. I'm a writer of poetry and, uh, and short stories. And uh, it's what I, it's, it's the talent that we, we all have a talent. And mine is to be able to put words on paper and, hopefully have them make an impact, have a message in them. So uh, my book is, if you look it up on, on Amazon, is From the Other Side. And there's some of my poetry is on fromtheotherside.ca. Please enjoy. This is Charlotte Farrell, Sister C. With a poem, it's a birthday and grandparents' day celebration poem that I wrote uh, this past weekend. 
Time to resonate with ageless joy again. Wow, it's another day awake, no jive. I'm happy to be alive in gratitude today. What a thing to be happy to say. I absolutely love the skin I'm in. I'm swinging open the door to joy again. It's a day to lift the lid and clean under the rim, no matter how murky stuff may seem within. I, you, we have the power to dislodge and renew anything that has clogged or distracted us is through. God's inherent power is freely present as a gift given when we were sent here to represent. As things shift and seem out of place, that power will carry us through anything we face. As we celebrate the grandness of being grandparents, we come back to ourselves to relish the truth. Unravel your mystical ancient roots. Stand up, lift up, hit the global reboot. Stand upon the faith you profess and proclaim. Our world will be healthy and vibrant again. Step up joyfully. Refine and fine-tune your focus. Love, peace, and joy are all part of your purpose. Know you are part of a solution. Your power reaches through social isolation, not requiring you to get lost in seclusion. This day sets a new placeholder in your life to create a world that works without strife. Wear your crown as an ambassador of celebration. You are the light that will revitalize our nations. <laughs>